welcome back to another episode of Digging Deeper. My name is Jenna, and for this podcast, we're going to dive deep into oceanic ecology and the problem of plastic and waste that is suffocating our oceans. To start off, I want to give a little background on why this is such an important topic to me. I grew up in Southern California, and the beach was only an hour drive away from my home. I was a water baby, and I think I almost drowned once or twice because I let myself get too far. I never watched much TV, but when I did, it was always the documentaries on National Geographic and Discovery Channel. As you could probably guess, the marine documentaries were always my favorite. It provided a perspective beneath the waves to this incredible underwater world. The creatures and coral were so intricately designed as if it were created from the imagination of a science fiction artist. With whales as big as buses and rocket engines, jellyfish who appeared to be immune to gravity and the weight of the sea, turtles that were as old as my grandparents. The coral reefs are filled with fish and crustaceans of color I had never seen before. The ocean is why my favorite color is blue. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Hawaii, and my love for the ocean turned into this lifelong pursuit of passion for protecting these animals in their home. My family and I loved it so much that we went back three years later, and we went to the same cove, my favorite one. I was older now, so I'd be able to explore it more. But when I got there, it just wasn't the same. Everything was so desolate and gray. Was I so young at the time that I imagined it all? I could have sworn that coral had color. Even the documentaries now, even they look different. Where are the whales, the turtles, the magnificent reefs? What happened to the ocean? Our beautiful blue ocean. My ocean. Those documentaries now show that our oceans have been invaded by immortal plagues and parasites, plastics, pollution, waste, oil, toxins. Life in our ocean is dying of these cancers, and we're letting it happen. Climate change has affected our planet more in the last 10 years than in the century before. Global warming and sea levels are rising. There is more plastic than plankton in the ocean. The chemical compositions of decades of pollution and waste has made our waters toxic. This causes coral to bleach itself, animals to starve, and all of these delicate ecosystems to collapse. The ocean water is so toxic now that it stings when it gets in our eyes. While the salt in the water contributes to discomfort, our eyes are a critical point of entryway for these pathogens of pollution. And they're not just getting in through our eyes. Have you ever wondered what's really at the bottom of the ocean? Well, I hate to tell you, but it's plastic. Majority of the plastic in the ocean has already sunk to the bottom. They are irretrievable, and there's truly nothing we can do about that now. The plastic that's in the ocean is affecting us more than we think. Plastic was designed to be a disposable product, yet it was made out of a material that's indestructible. It doesn't break down in the ocean, it breaks away into smaller pieces known as microplastics. These plastics are ingested by small marine life, which is eaten by bigger species, and so on, all the way up back to us. Three billion people depend on the ocean for protein. In fact, the ocean is the largest source of our protein. So, when fish mistakenly consume these microplastics, the chemicals and toxins get into their system, and when we consume those fish, it gets right back into ours. Plastic and pollution is not just affecting our bodies, but it's affecting the home of marine life and our homes as well. Take, for example, the country of Tuvalu, 
which lies in the Pacific Ocean north of Fiji. The country is composed of small islands, roughly 26 square kilometers of land combined, and home to a population of about 12,000 people. When the country imports goods, the plastic comes with it. The archipelago is so small that the plastic has nowhere to go and no one is coming to collect it. It's piling up right outside their homes. Families are developing cancer, women are struggling to reproduce, and the children are facing serious health challenges. The images that I saw of these islands was indescribable, really. It seemed too bad to be real. If you're curious to take a look at these communities, do so, but here is your warning of discretion. Their home has more trash than green, and the habitants are watching their tropical paradise be overcome with waste. Hundreds of small coastal communities around the world are drowning in plastics and hazardous materials. Their quality of life is being suffocated, and it's only getting worse. Scientists have predicted that the solution is no longer focusing on cleaning the oceans. At this point, it has become an impossible task to rid the entire ocean of plastics. The focus now should be preventing hazardous material from getting into the ocean in the first place. But creating solutions for this issue shouldn't be just because it's getting into our food or piling in our communities. In other words, we shouldn't have to be motivated out of self-interest to keep our oceans clean. This is a problem that we should never face ever again. The ocean is more crucial to the well-being of the planet than we realize. Kelp forests are one of the most productive ecosystems on the planet. It's home to hundreds of different types of algaes and microorganisms, as well as small marine animals that you may know. Sea lions, seals, lobsters, invertebrates, and a grand variety of fish all inhabit these magnificent forests. In fact, they produce 70 to 80% of oxygen in our atmosphere. Coral reefs are key ecosystems as well. They protect coastlines from storms and slow the process of erosion, and with water levels rising, this is really important. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, over half a billion people depend on coral reefs for food, income, protein, and medicines. As climate change becomes an ever-growing threat and temperature and levels rise, the process of acidification begins to start. Acidification is the unbalanced pH of the oceans caused by the increase of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Coral bleaches itself in an attempt to regulate its pH levels, and it lets go of valuable nutrition and protection in the process. Eventually, it dies out. Rather than ramble about a bunch of facts about the state of our ocean, I want you to participate in a brief true or false questionnaire about plastic. There are four questions, and I'll pause for four seconds so you can answer. Go with your gut, and pause if you need more time. First question, true or false? There are three trillion pieces of plastic currently in the ocean. And that answer is false. There are five trillion pieces of plastic currently in the ocean. Question number two, true or false? 63 billion gallons of oil are used to make all the plastics in the United States. And that answer is false. 63 billion gallons of oil is used to make plastic water bottles alone in the U.S. Question number three, true or false? 80% of plastic leaks from land-based sources. And unfortunately, that answer is true. For the final question, true or false? 
300,000 tons of plastic is wasted every year? And that answer is false. 300 million tons of plastic is wasted every year. Now, all of these numbers are growing every day, and I'll have one more question for you at the end. Now, let's talk about some of the solutions and ideas about rehabilitating the oceans. As I briefly mentioned before, there are a lot of factors on the land that contribute to climate change and the warming of our oceans, but I want to focus on the tools that can directly have a positive impact in oceanic ecosystems. The first step, in my opinion, is to simultaneously clean the ocean as best we can while stopping waste from entering. Countries and companies should be held accountable and even charged with misuse of the products they create. If Starbucks has their foam cups in the ocean, it's their responsibility to clean it up and prevent more from entering. While there is too much plastic in the ocean to ever clean up, it doesn't hurt to try. Just because it's in the ocean doesn't mean that it should be left there. Another way we can help the ocean is to plant more plants. Now, before you turn off the podcast at such a seemingly ignorant statement, let me explain. Plastics and other waste leave behind toxins that seep deep into the sea and above the water into the soil. By using bioredemination and phytoredemination, it can help filter these toxins. Bioredemination is the use of natural organisms to break down hazardous substances into less toxic or non-toxic substances. Phytoredemination is the use of plants to rehabilitate the soil and groundwater contaminated by toxic metals and organic compounds. These opportunities could help prevent toxic runoff from entering the oceans, and bioredemination is also used below the surface. Coral restoration is one of the catalysts to replenishing life back into our oceans. Coral fragments are hung from branches of a tree using a monofilament line in coral nurseries. Essentially, we are able to grow coral in a protected environment and plant them strategically to revive dying reefs. According to the Coral Restoration Foundation, since 2012, they have outplanted more than 120,000 corals out into the Florida reef tract. Now, there's this thing called pyrogenesis, and in my opinion, it is the coolest way of getting rid of waste. Pyrogenesis is the destruction of combustible waste through the use of a plasma torch. What's interesting is that this energy source was used for military purposes on naval ships, but now it's spread to commercial applications. Now keep in mind, this isn't burning trash. It's a thermal process in which the products are converted back into their original elements. And the best part, it runs off its own energy. Science is pretty cool, huh? Lastly, the most important thing about climate change and saving our ocean is bringing awareness about the issue. These opportunities are not solutions, but it's a good way to start. You, me, anybody and everybody has the ability to start making their changes now. So what can you do? You can start by making your lifestyle as plastic-free as possible. Switch to bamboo toothbrushes. Use glass jars instead of plastic bags. Shop at earth-friendly businesses and invest in marine biology studies, projects, and foundations. Sandcloud, Tree Tribe, Sea Shepherd, and Patagonia are all businesses that contribute some of their profits to oceanic ecology. There are plenty of things you can do. What's crucial is that you start. I look around me and I see all the plastic I depend on, but now the ocean depends on me and the ocean depends on you.
And now for the final question. In the time that you started this podcast, how much plastic do you think has been produced globally? 500 pounds? 10,000 pounds? Well, guess what? Roughly 19,000 pounds of plastic has been produced in the time you've been listening to this. I really want you to think on this. What if otters, sea lions, dolphins, whales, and turtles, what if they could all speak? What do you think they would say? Would they ask for our help? Would they not trust our ability to fix what we did wrong? What would you say to them? We're going to fix this, is what I would say. We're going to fix this or we'll die trying. I want to build a future where our oceans are blue, the planet is green, and maybe, hopefully, be a little more plastic-free. I'm Jenna, and thank you for listening to this episode of Digging Deeper.